Hey guys, and welcome to or back to the Pause and Pursuit podcast with your host, Summer Clark. So this week we have another very exciting guest. I'm going to be speaking to Sarah Fenby. We're going to be talking all about paragility and the whole world of that, and also Imca Porca. Um, so if any of you don't know what that stands for, it's the International Mix and Breed Agility Championships or Agility World Championships. And then slash Porca is para-agility world championships that's it <laughs> so that is obviously the event i've done it twice i did it in 2018 and 2019 in the uk and spain um so it mixes the imca competition with the porker competition from each country um and obviously porkers the paras which sarah is a member of um and has competed for several years at this event and she did amazing. She got a bronze medal this year and she also got a silver medal last time she went, I think last year. Um, so I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. I'm looking forward to getting into it. But before we do that, I'm going to give you my weekly... What's the word? I was about to say recap and round up in the same word. Round cap. <laughs> Re-up. You know what I mean? Now, I would just like to take a minute to introduce you guys to the podcast sponsor, Huel. So here I have one of the ready-to-drink Huel meals, the berry flavour. Huel ready-to-drink is a meal in a bottle with over 20 grams of protein. It really is the perfect meal for when you are on the go. You don't need to sacrifice convenience or nutrition, you can have both with ready-to-drink. Each serving has 26 vitamins and minerals. This means every bottle of ready-to-drink has 175 health benefits. It is made from natural ingredients such as coconut, sunflower seeds, tapioca, pea protein, flax seeds and hemp seed protein. Every meal is vegan and it has no gluten, no palm oil, no GMO, no lactose and no animal products whatsoever. It comes in eight delicious flavours including iced coffee caramel and strawberries and cream as well as the classics like vanilla, chocolate and banana. It is absolutely delicious and just tastes like a milkshake. It is widely sold in supermarkets, petrol stations and corner shops around the UK and it can be conveniently purchased online. I found out about Huel because I was looking for a product that would give me all the nutrients that I need while travelling to events and staying over at competitions and training events. So when it's time to refuel and have a meal I can just drink a ready-to-drink Huel product and get all my nutrients quickly, easily and without cooking. It's perfect when I don't have the time or the facilities to cook. For example, when I'm camping at a competition, I'm going to be drinking at least one a day at KCI and Dogs in Need. If you're super busy, just like me, then you really don't want to miss out. You can easily and conveniently shop ready-to-drink from Huel at the link uk.huel.com slash pause. I hugely appreciate anyone and everyone that uses my link as it helps keep this podcast running and every sale through that link helps keep my podcast going. Buying through my link also gets you a free t-shirt which will be auto applied at the checkout. If you subscribe to a Huel order, you can save 10%. You can choose how often your subscription comes, for example, every two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, etc. And these are super easy to manage on the website and you can edit whenever you like. uk.huel.com com slash pause to be honest i don't really have much for the last week i only recorded the last episode a few days ago um so yeah the weekly recaps are a bit bizarre because sometimes i'll film a podcast one day and then the, the, the week after that episode for the week after the day after if that makes any sense to you uh, so i don't actually have anything new um just, you know, usual week at work, at my new job, uh, from home, getting used to that. And I absolutely still love it. Still can't believe I get to do that as my job. It is my dream job. Um, super cool there. And also I have a training day with Shannon Spring for tomorrow with Arrow, which is really exciting. And obviously you can see that on all of my socials when it goes up. And I'm going to try and get some videos as usual. Probably take my tripod actually um, and set it up if possible. So that'd be really cool. I haven't done a training day with a trainer in forever. That's at um, Lucy, so I'm really excited for that. I'll just get a tattoo tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna keep it a surprise. And again, I'll post that. Uh, you'll probably have seen it by now. By the time this goes up, you will have done. Um, and you'll have seen the Shannon video. So yeah, you'll have seen everything that's happened, but that's what's coming up. But nothing in particular has really happened for the past week, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. And without further ado, let's get straight into the conversation with Sarah. For anyone that doesn't know who you are, do you want to just give a little brief introduction about yourself, your dogs, your agility, stuff like that? Yeah, sure. I'm Sarah Fanby and I'm a two-time Paragility World Championship medalist uh, with two different dogs, um, 
my original agility Sherlowitz Quintley Karma, um, my current agility Sherlowitz Quintley Gambler, and also I've just brought out my Young Malinois 7. Amazing. So how did you find out about Paragility then? I think it was through Agility Net. Um, probably I think I saw something on Facebook online something somewhere yeah and most things come back... from agility net they stem from it somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly well there's not many other big agility resources um, no that's it so I, I yeah I think it was there because I didn't know anybody at the time that competed in um on the power agility team so it, it must have come from a a universal source of, yes, of some yeah. point so potentially Facebook you never know <laughs> yeah um, and it was 2018, and the championships were actually being held in the UK. Yep, that was so my first I read year up on all, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Um, read up all about um, the details and the sort of criteria and bits and bobs, and thought, you know what, I think I'm actually eligible for that. So mm-hmm. um, got in touch with Linda Croxford, the team manager, about um, what to do next and application forms and things, and I was literally just about a week outside of um the deadline oh, yeah, for the following for submitting year. paperwork yeah. um yeah so i had to wait until 2019 um oh, to submit everything mm. and then uh, i went to spain in in 2019 as my first year on the team amazing i was there too you see yeah <laughs> that was a good year that was i did enjoy that year that was fun it, it was, was fun. fun long but fun so yeah. how long did it take you to adjust to the shift in your handling style post-surgery? So going from sort of running normally to not? Well, this is a bit of a red herring question, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been able to run normally as such. Um, I tried in the beginning <laughs> because I didn't know there was any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, I came to agility after having my leg rebuilt Um I had several hobbies before. I rode motorbikes, um, I rode horses, and I was a drummer in a band. And then I had cancer in my leg and, and all of that surgery that, that went on with the rebuild for that. And it made those hobbies really, really difficult. Yeah, so I can imagine, I kind of actually, thought, yeah. yeah, I kind of thought, well, I need a new hobby. And I got my original Sholo, my first hairless boy. Um, mm-hmm. His ears didn't go up. They're meant to have prick ears, like Karma and Daisy have got... But his were just kind of like donkey ears. Oh, uh, I thought um, you were going to say one was up and one was down. <laughs> no, no, they were both kind of, they were a bit out to the side and they were ticked. Oh, um, bless him. So he, yeah, he would have been laughed out of the show ring, which was a shame because <laughs> he was a nice boy. But yeah. um, he got to sort of 18 months old and I thought, he needs a job. Yeah. I do believe that every dog should have a job. Absolutely. Um, Especially the you know, working ones. Yeah, I mean, Sholo's aren't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I do, still, yeah. I do think they should have something to do. Yeah, um, I couldn't imagine Aaron um, without agility. He'd be, you wouldn't want to be with him. Oh, you wouldn't want to live imagine? with him, basically. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Take a good dog out of working good dogness oh. and don't give them anything yeah. else and you're in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I um, think it's the same for every dog, really. Too much energy. Yeah, so I, I started with him and then Karma came along and um, she was a, a rescue. So I used agility to get her out of her shell a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to waddle along, but I wasn't very good at it. Mm. And then obviously um, started doing more and more distance. And with Gambler, I tried to help him out as a puppy. Mm-hmm. And um, I did try and shuffle around a few places and, and try and get to places and break a jog. Um, but ultimately, it didn't work. Yeah. It's not sustainable. I'm not very good at it. I'm not very fast. Kind of um, wasting energy to doing how that. I feel, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes I get a bit of a run on and I'm like, oh my God, I'm really Yeah, fast. I'm going. <laughs> and then I see the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That may... <laughs> um, it's all, yeah it always I'm looks really worse not... on the video though, doesn't it? Like I watch a video back yeah, and I... I'm like, I, th- I felt like I was going like Mo Farah and I'm just not. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know, I think I am Mo Farah sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like it. Only for about five or six strides, but you yeah. get me at Dog Sports Derby on that nice AstroTurf yeah. and I can sprint. You bounce, don't you? Yeah, I think yeah, my well, mum said that once yeah. actually when she ran in to pick up a pole. Oh, you bounce over this this <laughs> stuff. It's like a cushion. <laughs> it is. And then I watch the video and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere yeah. at all. <laughs> um, but hey ho. The yeah, yeah. gambler didn't really have to adjust as mm. such. I kind of relaxed trying to run with him because, as I say, it was just yeah. I wasn't winning. Do you think that he one. noticed you tried to relax with it, like running? No, I think he was glad that I got out of his way. That is true. Yeah, that is true. 
Yeah, he yeah. likes. He has got a good turn of speed, but he likes to be clever with his runs. That's when yeah. he comes into his own. Yeah. Um. So he's very he's clever. Happier. How he thinks for himself. Yeah, and yeah, that throws me sometimes. But I, I think he enjoys being clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that makes so sense. So the the further I am out of his way, um, the the happier he is. Yeah. But I've said this before with Arrow, like, sometimes I think I'd be better being out of his way because, like, I've often got in his way because he's so fast. And, yes, I'm fast, but I'm not as fast as he is. So yes. sometimes yes. I, I've caused him to knock a pole or something. I'm thinking, if I just stood back and let him do it, then he probably would have been fine. But Yeah, absolutely. And I think even just being... Um, so I'm very rarely on my dog's line as such. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't really do blinds and things. Um, or if I do, they're probably sort of 10, 12 metres away. Yeah. Um, but just being out of his, just almost out of his mind sometimes. Yeah, um, that's true. So when I ask him to weave, all he's got is the weaves to focus on. Yeah. He's not got to worry about if I'm flapping my arms at the side yeah, of him yeah, or that's true. falling over or doing any of that. He can just think it's about his job. Him and the weave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Bless him. He's such a good boy. So how did... Oh, yeah, so we've already covered that question as well. So the first one was how long did it take you to adjust? And then the second was how how did Gambler respond to the change? But neither of you really had to, I suppose. Um, yeah, so, kind of. I had. It took me a while to get my head around the fact that you can do distance. If that yeah, makes that's sense. true. Yeah. Most most trainers will try and the amount of times I've been told just run faster, Sarah. You can make that blind. Yeah. And actually, a I can't, and b like, it's a near death experience yeah. every time I try. Yeah. So, adjusting to me being able to say mm, actually can I try it another way yeah yeah Lucy that likes saying that doesn't she years. you can make it <laughs> yeah um but again I mean Lucy is fab she's oh, yeah. like okay how mm-hmm. how do you want to try it yeah yeah okay well that we'll do it that way then we'll tweak it this way and then we'll yeah. do that different then, handling options oh, this is, is perfect to practice yeah this is going to sound really awful but there's some trainers that I've trained with that don't have that ability they're like but we're okay. doing a blind here. Yeah, yeah. It's no, like, that makes oh, sense. Doesn't, doesn't. So it's taken a few years for me to get the confidence to say, actually... I want to do it like this. Yeah. yeah. Or can you can you help me do it this way? Yeah. And often um, you know what you think will work and not just from experience running him. Do you get what I mean? In the past. So you yeah. kind of have that inclination of, I think you'd do well with doing it this way. Or, you know, like when you walk in a course... And you need to stick yeah. to your gut because you generally know your dog and yourself. Don't you generally know anyone yeah, else. But. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't really want my legs being taken out, especially yes. by seven, just to prove <laughs> a point that I can't do oh, a blind. Oh, yeah, not worth it. Especially <laughs> after like a dog walk or something, I still hate doing blinds and I actually oh, like leg it I and like I still hate them. it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. too scary. <laughs> so this was the extra question and it was not really about paragility, but just about gambler. So someone said that they really love gambler and they would like to know his breed, age, and how you got him. Ah, um, so Gambler is a Sholo at Squintly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that wasn't a glitch on that yet, Sholo at <laughs> Squintly. Um, that's a Mexican hairless, but obviously mm-hmm. he isn't hairless, which is why they're not really called Mexican hairless, they're called Sholo at Squintly. Okay. Um, but admittedly, it's very hard to pronounce, and some of them are hairless. So ah, Mexican I can't hairless imagine Gambler hairless stuck. actually. <laughs> yeah, well, he'd look, he'd look just like his baby sister that I've got. Well, oh. his big sister that's half the size of him. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I was going to say he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was for, uh, he was bred by a friend of mine. His mum was imported from Mexico, mm-hmm. and his dad was imported from Russia. Oh, wow. And he was destined for somebody else. And then the universe got involved and he found his way to me. So he wow. was actually gifted to me. Oh, um, proper fate then, is, that. Yeah, one of the two best presents that I've ever received. What's the other one? <laughs> seven. Of course. <laughs> yeah, seven. Oh, both uh, seven of them were presents? My, oh. Yeah, seven was my wedding present from my maid of honour. Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. I hope if Isn't I ever it? get married, someone gets me a dog as my wedding present. That'd be great. <laughs> Just drop some big hints. Yeah. Some really big hints. Like, oh, I kind of want to try this breed. Yeah. yeah Just exactly. like a few weeks before. <laughs> so talking of seven then, in what way is seven different to handle than gambler? And then the next question is in what way is she different to train than gambler? So we'll kind of merge the two. So, you know, merge do, do handling train. and then kind of like away from the course, actually like training her to do all the skills. How, how are they different? 
Yeah, so a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. um, the Cholos are three and a half thousand years old wow. from Mexico. They date back to the Aztecs and the Toltecs. Okay. Um, and their job was to guide your soul through the 10 levels of the underworld. Oh, God. Um, I know. And yeah, they were, if you died, they were sacrificed so that they oh. could then go with you um, and do that. Oh, so basically, they spent their entire life waiting for you to die. Oh, nice. That was their only job. Um, <laughs> okay. And in the meantime, they were worshipped. They were sacred. They were... Um, by contrast, Seven is a Belgian Malinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Who don't sit about waiting for no, you to die. absolutely not. <laughs> they had your plan of how to kill you. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite. <laughs> um, so mentality-wise, Gambler's very laid back. Um his breed doesn't really come with the work ethic app um, installed. Yes. Um, or if it is, it's definitely not turned up to 10. Yeah. Um, whereas by <laughs> contrast, 7 is turned all the way up to 11 all the time. Probably 100. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they're very, very different to run. Um, I have to kind of put Gambler onto the right path, give him the right cues and mm. just keep him moving on and, and just keep kind of fueling him as we go around yeah. the course. Seven, I have to point her at the bit I wanted to take and let the handbrake off. Um, yeah. And then just hang on. <laughs> hang, <laughs> dear life. We're in it. Yeah, yeah, hang on for dear life. We're in it for the ride. Yeah. Um, Training-wise, however, it's the other way around. So um, Gambler doesn't really like to fail too much yeah um mm. totally get, get that with bit, arrow yeah he mm. can get a bit sensitive and a little bit silly and you've got to let him know what's in it for him all the time yeah um, otherwise he's like seven, why why should why? I bother? yeah absolutely yeah. why why that's I can fair just enough actually for you I, I to die. yeah literally yeah. <laughs> my yeah. other yeah. jobs are way um, easier exactly <laughs> and the best bit is i mean most sholos have got a, a lifespan of sort of 10 15 years most humans far exceed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true, yeah. They don't even have to do any work in their entire yeah. life. so they're made um, for a life of luxury. I love that. I exactly, want to be one. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sebi, by contrast, um, in fact, a little bit of failure is good for her if she doesn't yeah. get something quite right, mm -hmm. um, and then she does and you can jackpot reward it. That's really great for her, yeah. whereas Gambler's like, look, I tried, give me the sausage. Yeah, he gets um, frustrated, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. yeah, yeah, and of course it is always my fault. Oh, Whereas yeah. Sebi's sometimes a little bit like, well, I was going a bit fast, wasn't I? I'll or, do it again. Mm, yeah, yeah, my ears weren't working or whatever. <laughs> Whereas with Gambler, it's like, no, I did everything perfectly. <laughs> it was you that was wrong. <laughs> That's that is so, Ethel to it. Like Ethel's like that, but not in the like Arrow hates to fail in the sense that he shuts down and thinks, oh, sorry, I did it wrong. Whereas Ethel, she just shouts back at you. She's like, no, I definitely did not jump that contact. Why would you even bother putting me back on? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I kind of yeah, respect it's... the attitude, to be fair, but in the moment, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very annoying in the moment. But I think this is the first time I've had two dogs um, competing, sort of, at, at, you know, Karma was looking heavily towards retirement when gambler game came yeah. through so um this is the first time i've kind of got two competing dogs mm. and um it's so hard it's, to switch it's challenging <laughs> yeah. yeah it is but it's really good fun in the same sense yeah. i like being challenged as a handler to yeah to keep changing things and keep finding the right answers for them and i think it makes think you better as a handler some good. yeah yeah definitely. i do yeah completely agree if you know how to like handle two opposite dogs then you can handle any dog really can't you <laughs> yeah yeah you'd like and, to think so. and if you can switch from one to the other in a nanosecond yeah especially when it's the same course when it gets to the same course yeah. that's when it's really hard <laughs> but at the same time yeah. remembering multiple courses is also hard so it's also no really easy. hard yeah yeah, yeah. No, when Sebi first came out um they were in the same grades um gambler oh, was yeah. still two for like two years it was mental oh bless him. um so I'd walk a course for G and then I'd have to rewalk it for seven. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm in Gambler headspace now. Oh, no, now yeah. I'm in seven headspace. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I did this for, for a couple of months. And then I, it was probably a steeplechase or a health scout or something. Or it might even have been a jumping course, actually. Mm. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to push her. I'm going to handle her like she is Gambler. 
and oh, okay. just see if she can do it. Save yeah. babying her just because we're at a show. Yeah. Um, and she flew round. So I was like, oh, well, that's it. Well, I handled them yeah. the same now, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just about knowing their little quirks. We'll yeah, steady no, try and literally. get in the tunnel and... Do I need to stay away from G's weave entry a little yeah. bit more? Um, That's interesting, but actually. There. That's something that I've recently started doing with the arrow is kind of thinking, oh, should I pretend it's just training? Because often I'll go for like safer routes or baby them. And then you actually yeah. run them like a train. You're like, oh, they've got like a whole new gear. It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you get Eid at number two, the rest of the course is phenomenal. Oh, always. Or the first pole comes down and that's it. You're like, oh, go on that's then. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always the case. So... This is probably my favourite question. Would you ever get a small dog? And do you think the difficulty of distance handling differs between sizes? So obviously people probably think of you as you and your big dogs. But would you get a small? Um, I've got to be really careful because my husband's home. But Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, not, not for like ages. Oh yeah, yet. but in the Don't future. Worry. Yeah. We're not, in the future. In the future, like 10 years. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I absolutely would. I absolutely would. Um. I don't know if it, oh, I don't know what I'd have though. Maybe a Border Terrier, um, Good maybe choice. a Pap, maybe a Poodle. I don't know. I just, don't know. just a dog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I work with some cracking small dogs um, mm. that do full distance. Absolutely. And by full distance, I mean the handlers don't break into a run at all. Yeah. Um, they do full courses and, and big, you know, fill an outdoor menage size courses mm -hmm. um, just by walking around Um and they're phenomenal. And, and, you know, that's true. I know a few border paps are a bit of a thing at the minute, but paps. Yes, yeah. um, and even um, Cavaliers and oh, all, okay. all sorts of poodles. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's harder with a toy dog because mm. they haven't got the natural drive. Yeah, I know that's true. Um, that some of the mediums and, and intermediates and larges yeah. have. Um, you know, collie spaniels and, and breeds like that mm -hmm. and mallies. They're yeah, always going to want to run. Yeah, um, definitely. Full pelt. Which makes life easier. If they yeah. want to sit on your knee, then yeah, obviously that's... getting them over two fences is yeah, harder, let alone over 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely, distance is doable for, for anybody, any dog, yeah. any size, I any think, person. So that's really the only difficult part of it then. If you know, if, And again, it's not really a size thing. It's just if the dog wants to drive on, mainly that's, that is you know dependent on how difficult distance handling is. Yeah, that's yeah. It. it's the mentality. Okay. I yeah, mean, you could sense. you could get a Mali with no drive, yes, and it exactly, would be yeah. harder to teach distance than a yeah, Papillon yeah. that's got loads of drives. So, yeah. Um, the other thing the larges do have in to their advantage is obviously if you're sending to a tunnel the other end of the ring, mm. um, that might be twenty strides for a big dog, or yeah. it might be seventy strides yeah. for a little dog. So <laughs> yeah, there's, that is there's very a lot true. Of commitment for yes, them to keep that going. That is true. That's um, interesting. You said about cavaliers. I actually don't think. I think I've seen one cavalier in agility, and that was a while ago. But it's not. I don't yeah, usually I see them. Yeah, I know a few. Okay. Um, there's one lady um, that trains with me sometimes. And um, that's got a couple and they're fab, oh, really okay. fab. Yeah, I think I've seen one lady where maybe it might be the same one at a show or something, but I think I've seen one and she has a few and they're really good. So it might be the same person, but yeah. Just shows yeah, any breed can be. do it as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, who are we talking about? Faith with her little... Oh, God, I'm going to get the, I'm gonna oh, get the breed Volpinos. wrong. That's it, Italian yeah. Volpinos. Always going to call them spits, but yeah. yeah call them spits. <laughs> But yeah, no, she's amazing. And then obviously Graham, who did really well at Imca with his with little schnauzer. schnauzer. Yeah. Two yeah. really Beat tiny me by dogs. Point three but... of a second. Yeah. <laughs> but not, it doesn't not matter. That I'm bitter about yeah, that. it doesn't matter because UK on the podium twice in one competition is is well not competition, in one course is pretty phenomenal. In one in one section. Yeah, yeah one section. That is insane. But we'll get on to um, Imca in Imca next, I suppose. But yeah, plenty of plenty of great small distance handling dogs there. So yeah. on to Imca then. How does it feel to be an Imca Porker bronze medalist and obviously silver medalist as well? From yeah, previous um, years. Yeah, from previous years. Yeah. <laughs> Fab. Um, I, because, I don't know this. Oh, this is going to sound really terrible. But because I medaled in Spain, yeah. um, I kind of got this feeling of like, I can do this. It's not unachievable. Yeah, no, um, no, So you when mean. we went out to Italy and Gambler was three, a hothead, um, obviously I hadn't got my comfy slippers that was calmer. She'd retired. Um, yeah. And I'd still got this sense of, but it's not impossible, we can do this. Yeah, and then no, I know what you mean. we didn't have any results at all and yeah. I was really disappointed. Yeah, it's like if you do um, it once, you think, oh, 
easy. I can do it again. Yeah, I can and, just keep doing it. But then you forget that it's it actually quite. It, it was quite hard in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Um, so this year, going out, obviously, Gamble is a year older, and he's already had a year's experience on the team. True. Um, Seven, I got no expectations. She was just there for the experience mm-hmm. and to have um, a good, positive time in the ring. That is a perfect um, experience for a young dog. Like unbeatable. Yeah. Isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. And um, then as it happened, I was really unfit when we went out this year. So I hadn't really, whilst I was hopeful that Gambler would improve on last year's no results. Yeah. I wasn't really that hopeful, even though I knew we could do it. So when we did yeah. do it, I was just so thrilled. And I suppose um, going into it with like a bit less prep as well is never, you know, you're never going like, to go in I think expecting no prep too much. would be a safe, yeah. A safe yeah. thing to say. Definitely. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Um, literally the worst prep ever. But considering, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now that's just made it worse for next year. So. Yeah, yeah. Because now <laughs> you're kind of like, oh, I can literally meddle with no prep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Providing that I'm not like four weeks post lung tumor surgery and yeah. my dog isn't less than two years old. Yeah. And, you know, all these chaotic things that yeah. we had this year. The odds are against um, you yeah, and you I still think, beat them. <laughs> yeah, I think I could come back like with two golds, one for each dog next year. Yeah, I believe that. I fully believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not have this conversation in a year's time and say, so yeah, Sarah, no when you say... Yeah. <laughs> Podcast part two. <laughs> yeah. So how many years have you represented Team UK at Imkapoka? So 2018 was your first year, wasn't it? Uh, no, 2018, oh, no, um, I was just a little bit that late. Was it. I yeah, missed the that was it. Yeah, 2019 mm-hmm. in Spain. And then 20 and 21, it was cancelled because of the old it. spicy virus. Yeah. Nice. And then Italy last year and the Netherlands this year. So three out of the five years. But we'll say you probably would have got on the other five years too. We'll blame COVID. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been world three champion years. or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> three years though, good, good substantial amount of time. To get used to it as well, yeah. I suppose, for, for coming up years. So what is your favourite thing about the event? And there are so oh, many wow. things from the two years I did that I think is amazing yeah. about it. But for you, what is what is the best part? Well, I think I'm supposed to say Charlotte Baker's jokes at this point. Um, <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that watched that unofficial live stream on our Facebook group yeah. will know exactly what I mean. I mean, when you hear the same knock, knock, or why did the chicken cross the road joke oh, no. for the 17th time, and it's still told wrong, it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier. That is brilliant. Um, but actually, that is the truth. The team is the best thing yeah. about it. Um, the atmosphere is incredible, mm-hmm. watching the other countries. And, you know, I am I am a para-competitor. I'm smack bang in the middle of the field. I'm in uh, group four um, out of the different uh, para-classifications. So mm-hmm. I'm like the, the walking wounded, if you like, yeah. and can run a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, not like you do. Um, <laughs> the middle ground. <laughs> and The middle ground, yeah. And when you see some of... There was a lady competing this year and um, I, I've seen people compete in wheelchairs, powered wheelchairs, yeah. whatever, time and time again. It's, I've got used to that now. That's yeah. okay. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Scary as hell at times Oh, as the well, first time I watched it in the UK, I was like, oh my God, this this is a thing. Like, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> some of them have got like the racing wheelchairs where the yeah. wheels turn in, <gasps> that, like yeah. they have them um, when they do basketball and things like that. They probably um, are faster than me down a straight in those oh, wheelchairs. absolutely. <laughs> I think there's a speed limit. I don't know this for is sure, there? but I think there's a speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> what, on the I course? I think they have to have them capped. On, or just they in have to have it on the chairs. They have oh. to have a speed limit applied. Oh right, I thought you meant like on the I course, think. like they get just eliminated if they went too fast. <laughs> yeah, well they they will because it, I think it has to be on the chair. The chair oh. has to be like limited. Oh, you, I see. you know, you see on a lorry, this this yeah. vehicle can only do oh, fifty wow. miles an hour. Okay. I God, think. that shows how fast it can go. Yeah, it makes sense though, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, otherwise you could just turn it with like a 50cc engine in there and just yeah. tear around the course. It's like those, those little out. motor scooters that they've had to put a speed limit on or something as well. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's amazing. Um, but anyway, digression. Yeah, um, this year there was a lady who I've never seen compete before. I think she competed for Germany, mm. but don't quote me on that. Okay. And she was in a in a wheelchair, in a powered wheelchair, and she cued her dog by a voice box. Oh, um, wow. Because she couldn't speak and she cued the voice box with her chin. 
Oh my god! And it was absolutely phenomenal. And it, she hadn't got words, and um, she'd got sounds. So by oh. the end of the tournament, we'd worked out what her sound was for go oh, oh, or wow. <laughs> yeah. um, whatever. And, That's incredible. Um, Clever dog as well. It was incredible. Oh, phenomenal! In, yeah. Um, but yeah, when by the time she finished the run, there was not a dry eye in the no, house. No, I can imagine. She had a standing ovation every yeah. single time. And you're not going to get that um, anywhere else, are you? Like no other else. event. No. It's just that one. No. That, yeah. No, even the judges were sort of in tears by the yeah. time she came across the finish line, and it, it was pretty incredible. The judge um, forgets to mark it, can't see a Miss dog walk because they're like crying yeah, their eyes they're out. Cloudy. <laughs> yeah, they're cloudy. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that just the experience of seeing, you know, I whinge, I'll go to a show and things don't suit me. You know, the some idiot put the dog walk in the middle of the course and I can't <laughs> yeah. get around it, or the judge got in my way, or and we collided, or. You know, there'll be something. The the stones in the car park were too big yeah, and it exhausted yeah. me walking over them. There'll be, there'll be something. And then I see people like that and I think, do you yeah. know what? I have got this so easy yeah. compared to some. Well, it's the it same, really like, is humbling. I think everyone, even like the completely able bodies, like I've had a moan about something in a course or, you know, not even out loud, just to myself. Do you know what I mean? Or I've been stressing yeah. a bit about something or, you know, in my head I've been sort of negatively thinking about something and then you actually watch that and you think, what am I moaning about? Like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret now. I've just um, been down um, in, I think, Buckinghamshire or Oxfordshire mm-hmm. or... Somewhere, like two and a bit hours away, mm-hmm. um, on a training day with Seven. And it was the worst training day we've ever had. Oh, not really? because of the course, not because of the trainer, um, but we were just useless. Every uh, I was like... I was going to ask you about that at the hour, end, actually, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I've just done a five-hour round trip to be <gasps> utterly... Oh, no. I'm not going to swear because it's your podcast. Oh, you can. We were, We've had people, yeah, people. Oh, oh that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were shit. We were just totally, totally shit. There wasn't a single part that we actually succeeded in. Oh, she okay. hit one dog walk out, out of a million. Couldn't we? You know, just just one of those complete trainers. Yeah, yeah, of one of those days. And I was coming back up the up the motorway in the pouring rain with my fog oh, lights God, on, yeah. not able to see anything, about to have a tantrum. Mm. And I just suddenly thought, like, yeah, but say you're, what am I now? Seven, seven, eight weeks post-surgery um, for a lung tumour. Yeah, yeah. Like, Just a little realisation. It could have gone a very different way. Yeah. It could have gone. I'm stressing yeah. out because my dog couldn't get the hardest weave entry I've ever presented to her or, um, you know, she missed her, she was missing her dog walks because she's taken two strides out. Now she's yeah. got some more confidence. Mm. And I'm stressing out about this. And actually... Seven weeks ago, I had a lung tumour removed that I don't need any more treatment for or yeah, yeah, anything like that's that. That's so like, true. Just, yeah, Puts it put into a bit perspective. Of perspective on it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So now I'm like, oh, well, drove five and a half yeah. hours to be yeah. shit. Who cares? Yeah. Let's had a great time. Actually, no, I didn't. It was annoying, but still. <laughs> nice people. Yeah, yeah like no, exactly. the dogs. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a, think nice of it lunch. as a day out. Really nice lunch. Yeah. That's what I try and do at a show. I'm like, well, I had a day out. Saw some of my friends. It's fine. Didn't come away exactly. with anything, but it's exactly. fine. It's worth Nobody it. died. Exactly. It was fine. And even like, as well, thinking when Arrow's had like a few of his injuries or something, and I physically couldn't even train or compete to have those bad days and it was horrible yeah. I was sat there thinking oh I wish I could ru- go run him and him just be terrible but him do it yeah do you, do, know what I mean? do you remember Covid and lockdown when yeah. all we wanted was a bad day yeah. and agility yeah show. literally <laughs> yeah it was nice to have a little break to start with and then we were like oh I'm bored now I miss it no. I actually really yeah. miss it yeah no but when you I have didn't like, enjoy the break at all yeah when you have like a series of bad shows and then you think actually at least I'm having a series you know at least agility yeah. is consistent like not the end of the world. Yeah. We'd be lost without yeah, it. Absolutely. Life yeah. Oh, God, we totally digressed it. then again, didn't we? Have we have again, like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the fun sorry. of a podcast, need... I suppose. Yeah, you need like a buzzer to keep me on track. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, it was just the favourite thing. And yeah, atmosphere, team spirit. I definitely agree with that yeah. from the years I was yeah, on it, 100%. Team spirit. And the coach. The coach was fun. Oh, no, 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 not the coach, not the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel a bit travel sick a few times, but apart from that, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Long. But yeah. Fun. The the whole thing from the kind of 
it's normally about three or four in the morning, isn't it? The start on the first day. And, yeah. And from then until the midnight return home, maybe yeah. a week or 10 days later, the whole yeah. thing. But even the actual days of the show, didn't you say, which, was it Italy you said where it was maybe like 7.30, you were in the ring and then you didn't leave oh, till God, nearly midnight? yeah. I think it was yeah. a Saturday. I think it was something like 7.30 course walking um, for the first um, first event. And I think we left the arena at like five to midnight or something. And then we're back at 7.30 yeah. the next day. So sleep non-existent. Um, and you only get three runs, don't you, as well, over the course of it? Yeah. So one yeah. a day. So one run, yeah, one a day. Um, they did it over four days this year for the okay. first time. Did you have a day and off that then? helped. Uh, yes. Yeah, so okay. everybody pretty much got a day off oh, at nice. some point. Okay. Um, nice little spectating so that was, day. Yeah, that was okay because we could, um, yeah, we could have a beer with lunch then. Yeah, um, what a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a treat. Um, but that that was a, okay in some respects because it meant that we were finished by about seven o'clock most days. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, very long days, but very worth it. Um, so yeah. how do you prepare to compete at Imca Porca in the build-up to the event? The event, obviously, you didn't get to do that this year, but. Genuinely. Yeah, I don't recommend <laughs> open chest surgery. <laughs> Maybe something people should avoid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't don't go for that one. Don't do that, um, yeah. But thankfully, I mean, we've got um, KCI, one of the biggest shows, oh, 100%. Um, yeah. is here. And it's actually, it's on my doorstep. It's only 25 minutes down the road. Perfect timing for um, prep. So, yeah, that is give or take around four weeks before the event um mm -hmm. so it's perfect and um, to do that big event prep yeah definitely and obviously with the climate italy was really hot i think it was 38 degrees or something forecast yeah, yeah. um but it was also really hot here if you remember casey i was yeah. starting at six seven in the morning yeah. and um that it seems was, to happen a lot really... at that time of year i suppose it's it's just summer isn't it it's august yeah, isn't that's it? It. yeah it's summer yeah. um so that's that was a big bit of prep for us, you know, ticking off really big shows, busy yeah. shows, mm -hmm. um, where you don't have a full complement of runs because we get into that routine of four or five runs in a day or, or whatever it is you do at yeah. a normal show. Um, and then when you go over to PAWC, you've got one a day. Yeah, that's so true, it, it, yeah. It's weird. And obviously at KCR, you might only have two or three. Um, so just doing two runs at KCI in 30 degree temperature is perfect absolutely perfect prep yeah but then going to italy to do essentially the same thing yeah. but it really helps um if we get a couple of shows like that just to make sure that like our warm-up routine and our cool down routine and, and things like that yeah. are are solid because i don't want to get there and then find out that i can't warm my dog up properly when it's hot i've exhausted yeah, them already yeah, or it. i haven't warmed them up enough or or whatever so um that's a big a big part of yeah, it and other than training. that I just really focus on fitness yeah so mm -hmm. mine swim they do loads of free running just to make sure that they are fit and strong mm -hmm. um beyond that once we get into sort of the last month I don't train anything new I just make Solidify sure we what know what we know yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't so we're not avoid trying... confusion. <laughs> yep. And yeah. we don't <laughs> no heroics mid course. No, you know, no. just not the time. Just not go the place. out and do what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about like training? Again, I suppose KCI is quite all right for it, but training sort of such an like chaotic atmosphere because like I suppose KCI is quite quite a big atmosphere, but didn't do you go to like other places or you know away from agility with your dogs that are really busy with like yeah. people and stuff like that yeah so mine go loads of places mm. anyway um the show lows because they are a rare breed they tend to get invited to like discover dogs and yeah. and discover dogs and mm -hmm. and things on the meet the breed stand so they get a different kind of hustle and bustle yeah. mm -hmm. um seven being a, a young malinois i was really conscious that she was going to be so well socialized yeah. Um, so she's done loads of like village fates, country fairs. Um, I've got a video of um, me and her doing some toy play mm -hmm. next to a, a static engine from a, a Lancaster bomber. You know, the oh, big wow, aeroplane, yeah. the really noisy one. As you do. Um, <laughs> this one of those does the show circuit and they do, they fire them up and stuff. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to stand just there just, <laughs> just a little bit away yeah. and just yeah and she literally it fired up and her ears pricked and she looked and then she was like yeah mum's got my ball yeah um, i don't care about that I'll everybody else must have thought i was a lunatic as but it, no, i'm it like, makes perfect sense 
Well, it would to you and I. It yeah, doesn't that, to Mr and yeah. Mrs Jones that have popped yeah. on the 1940s weekend. That is very true. They're probably like, why is there a lady and a dog right there? <laughs> yeah, why is that crazy woman running around, like, tugging with a dog? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they probably but, thought you were yeah. trying to get it off her or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably thought she was attacking me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I bet, like... Well, I was about to say normal people. If, like, pet people see us, like, doing that with our dogs, they're probably thinking... Is that what is that? Like, what even is that? Why yeah. would you do that? You know, because it's that? so normal. Yeah. Yeah, so and um, I'm sure she won't mind me naming her, but um, Haley Dixon, as she is now. Yes, yeah. Uh, with Piri, her mm-hmm. um, absolutely stunning poodle. Oh, I love Piri. When she has done a few breed shows, yeah. Um, she's worked so hard on Piri's confidence yes, around agility. Yeah. And, I've had and a lot of conversations about seesaw confidence with her. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. She will go to a breed show and mm. there's Piri with all her top knots all oh, yeah. done and a perfect <laughs> like poodle groom. Um, yeah. And she goes in the ring, she comes out, Piri did great. Hayley whips a tuggy toy out of her pocket, <laughs> gets on the floor and is just like ragging. And of course oh, all no. the show people are like, what is going what on? What are you doing? <laughs> She's so funny. Like when worlds collide. on her and roughing her <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, the show Probably people mortified, are mortified. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely are. That's so um, funny. But it's what's important to yeah, our Yeah, no, dogs. exactly. It's what keeps them you happy, know. isn't it? So a lot Absolutely. of the event prep is more, you know, it's not just the agility training and the course running and the skills. It's environment, climate, you know, atmosphere, yeah. noise, stuff like that, which I think is, you know, could be easily overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah. Who are and probably thinking, oh, hotels. I need to do loads of agility on the lead up, but... Yeah, yeah, um, and, you know, they might have to sit on a coach for 12 hours a yeah, day with yeah. 25 other dogs that they've never met before. Yeah, and, it's like when Ethel had to sit in the crate next to Flynn. <laughs> and we had to put a towel down so they didn't see each other. Yeah, but yeah I mean, hotels it's, you know, different. the coach is well organised and, oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and we drove out this year, so um, Seb and Gambler obviously knew each other, but um, Stuart's Riggs was in Seven's crate, oh, and yeah. then... Seven was above um, the boys, and then Shrimpy was next door. Oh, so, wow. Um, obviously, even though Seven and Jean knew each other, they couldn't see each other. Yeah. Seb wasn't in her normal crate. Yeah. Um, Jean and Riggs travelled out to Italy together really nicely. So um, they're kind of acquaintances. And then Shrimpy just kind of slotted in with everybody. And yeah. they're so good. But, of course, we've spent all this time since they were puppies. They've gone out to agility shows. They've yeah. been crated. Mm-hmm. They've travelled. My guys stop in loads of travel lodges. I should be sponsored oh, by them. Yeah, um, So just being away from home is quite normal to yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but Already course, quite acclimatised. Yeah, if it isn't, if you don't do multi-day camping shows or you don't stop in hotels with your dogs, it, it's a huge ask. Yeah, no, definitely. Wow, wouldn't that be cool, so, though, yeah. a travel lodge sponsorship? Could ask them to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> free hotels for every show yeah. <laughs> amazing so what is the most challenging aspect of competing abroad in your opinion so not necessarily the event itself just competing in in another country yeah the the travel yeah um the long days mm-hmm. um and obviously since brexit the paperwork oh, and you yeah. can't take your own food if you feed raw and it's oh, um yeah. yeah thankfully i'm um, am I allowed to say um, I'm sponsored by Webster's National Dog Oh, yeah, Dog Food. go for Edit it. Edit that out if I'm not. Oh, no, go for um, it. <laughs> but, yeah, Webster's thankfully do a uh, a couple of uh, fish protein kibbles, so oh, I can take those. Uh, okay. But, of course, for a lot of people that feed raw, they have to go out, they've got no food with them. Yeah. So yeah. if the coach were to break down and, yeah. you know, until we've stocked up with dog food, you're it can be a problem. Yeah, um, mine have to go and semi-moist. <laughs> Yeah, but again, you can't you can't take that with you if it's got meat in it because of Brexit. Oh, yeah, no, and that's true, yeah. Yeah, oh, so there's all the considerations mm. like that. It's such a pain. It's such a fat. That's yeah, the, and you have to be aware of it as well. That's the hardest part. Like, yeah, you do. Way you in advance, yeah. Yeah, I... Um, I really hope Linda doesn't watch this. <laughs> um, I accidentally smuggled a snout into <laughs> Italy. Um, because I'd given it to Gambler That's so in, funny. as we left Kent, oh. as we left Linda's last year, I'd given yeah. it to him in his crate. Normally, he munches through them in like minutes. Yeah, just got on the coach. Coach is just <laughs> moving, chucked it in, keep him quiet, settle him down. Um, when we got into France, yeah. I um, sorted all his beds out in his crate and found it under a blanket. I was That's like, so oh, funny. Oops. Oh, we've just illegally broke the law. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's so funny. 
I mean, if it was in his uh, belly, it's still technically being smuggled in, just in his belly, so it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Perfectly legal. But no, I think there's the climate, obviously, but that's part of your prep, so it shouldn't be too much of an issue. And depending where you, yeah, yeah, depending where you go as well, the climate can be very, very similar to here. But yeah, the logistics Um, are a massive thing. Like obviously, when I went, I think what was I in 2018? Young, anyway, like a child, (laughs) (laughs) and. Like, I just had to, my dad did most of it and my mum, you know, just helping me with the, because obviously I couldn't do that by myself. It was so confusing at that point. Like, I'd be better now, but especially if you're a bit younger and you don't have a clue and, well, no matter what age you are, it's just understanding it, isn't it? There's a lot to it. Yeah. And also, like, language as well. I mean, the Netherlands, um, pretty much everybody spoke English. In Italy, that wasn't quite so true. Oh, really? Um, But, you know, we've we've got ways of, of ordering you know yeah. four beers please yeah. and can i get the bill yeah that's all you um, need <laughs> yeah and just just point at what you think you want off the chinese yeah. <laughs> menu um and google translate is, is yeah. a lifesaver yeah cause um, you can press speak it, it can't you so the phone speaks yeah. it yeah that's perfect yeah but it is slightly unnerving mm. just like if you need anything out of the ordinary not knowing where to go like yeah if you, yeah you know if you needed something for the dog or something from the vets or yeah, that's true um yeah. it's just it's slightly i mean chances are you won't need anything but it is always in the back there, of your mind you? yeah that's it yeah yeah but it's um again it's it's all an adventure yeah exactly that's something i've noticed as well at uh, eoj and stuff as well is all the other countries can talk to us in english and we're like yeah yes. we only speak english <laughs> yeah we're we're so <laughs> we're not very good are we um <laughs> No, we're really not. Um, and it is embarrassing, you know, when you've got uh, friends on the German team come over and speak in perfect, yeah. better English yeah. than us. Yeah. And then off better they go and well, then there'll like, be oh. some of the Italians come and have a chat. And yeah. um, it's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is quite embarrassing. Yeah. They probably learn to expect say, it from us, though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's universally yeah. like, oh, it's, 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 it's a English UK person, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. That's funny. When you're doing your T-shirt swaps, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to ask in English. <laughs> yeah. That's another one of my favourite things about events like that, the T-shirt swaps. I love it. <laughs> yeah, do you know, funnily enough, um, yeah, I've just uh, just got caught up with the washing and everything else and um, putting things away. And I was like, oh, look. And I, I've put all of this year's T-shirts with last year's just to see, like, oh, how yeah, many different yeah. countries I've got. And yeah, it's it, cool, isn't it? Um, that is, it is cool. Um, and I never know what to do with them. Like, do I keep them? Do I wear them? Do I oh, save I them? Do I frame them? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got some cool ones this year. I think um, I think I have more foreign fun. clothes than my own clothes now. Actually, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have had people. I got a, a Czech Republic gilet um, a couple of years ago. Oh wow! And I have had people like when they've met me say oh I didn't think you were you were English oh yeah um, because yeah. obviously they'd seen me wearing yeah. it yeah I think someone um, thought, thought I was from I was Switzerland yeah something like that I'm like <laughs> no I wish I was but <laughs> yeah so what are your hopes for the world of paragility going forward so where do you see the paragility sort of movement going in the future well, we fielded the biggest UK team I think that we've ever taken um, this year. So that Getting was bigger. that was brilliant. Mm. Um, I can't. Oh God, Linda will kill me for getting the numbers wrong. Um, <laughs> I think there was something like forty-eight team members, which included the IMCA and the PAWC oh, as wow. well. Um, so there was yeah, there was there was a lot of us parents. That's a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fab. Um, so hopefully, just a good, healthy interest. Um, yeah. in it. it's in Portugal next year which is really far oh yeah um, what was it three which will obviously what was it uh, what did you 3, say 3,000 mile that was round it, trip yeah. oh dear yeah <laughs> it's like six days of travel without anything else yeah so more days. than the actual um, event <laughs> yeah yeah Crazy. so I understandably I think that'll put quite a few people off but yeah. we have no domestic para competitions no, there isn't yeah. a, a para class at a show or, mm. or whatever so um It'd be nice if there were. I completely understand the logistics of it would yeah. be a nightmare. Accessibility um, because, and stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah, Venues, yeah, yeah. And the way it's classified as well, because we're classified on 
handler ability or disability, yeah. not on dog size or anything like that. So, oh, okay, yeah. um, Graham with his schnauzer yeah. um, was competing against me and Gambler. Yeah, that was it, yeah. So we, we were on the same podium in the same yeah. event. which I did not realise um, that before this year. Yeah, Krista's obviously like this big yeah. and then Gambler's like a turbo Yeah, donkey. like the size of Gambler's um, front leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not even, like yeah. maybe just his head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's quite a a complicated thing to organize system to anybody that doesn't know once if you're in it if you're doing it then oh, it's, yeah, it makes you sense. know it's perfectly fine mm-hmm. but yeah i can understand why um show organizers don't yeah don't put anything on and um you know every everybody spread about a bit as well so yeah i, I suppose get that. i, I suppose it could start with like one or two classes at a show and then maybe in the future yeah. a whole show for it but again yeah, it's I mean, probably I remember I think it was God Manchester used to have a para class on oh, their okay. schedule. Yeah. Um, I remember it being on and me not being able to go to the show. Mm. And then the first year I went to God Manchester, it wasn't on the schedule. And I was like, oh, oh for God's sake. Typical. Typical, I'm a yeah. year too late, as <laughs> per normal. Um, <laughs> the irony. But uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe more. If you are a show organiser and you are watching, um, then <laughs> Get on yeah, it. <laughs> there you go. Pop it in the suggestion box. Yeah. Something, something for everyone to consider, I suppose. No rush, but yeah. it's definitely getting bigger, I'd say, which is great. Yeah, it is. Or mm. even just a, a para award within a normal class. So like yeah, in, a, yeah. in a one to seven class, you know, mm-hmm. some societies might place the, um, obviously I compete at the uh, BSDA show with, um, well, with both of mine, but mm. um, they have a highest place Belgian over oh, okay, several yeah. classes. Um, yeah. So all the Belgian shepherds that are entered compete for this one trophy. So um, maybe idea. just doing results within results yeah, or, yeah. or something like it's that would be quite probably easier to cool. organise and sort out, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So what is your best piece of advice for those wanting to compete in paragility? Um, just do it. <laughs> I think the, Nike have already advice. got... Yeah, I think Nike yeah. have already got that. But um, <laughs> if you are... If you don't currently compete in agility mm-hmm. and you're worried because you just shuffle about or don't run much or struggle physically or whatever, just go and do yeah. it. Uh, go to an agility show. You will see people that run like some are flipping Clark <laughs> um, and people that shuffle about like me. Um, there will be every variant of everything. There's, yeah, I always, see quite yeah. a few ladies on um, scooters now competing as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, even people that have run a lot that are just getting a little bit old, dare I say <laughs> yeah. it, and a little bit yeah. worn out, um, that slow down and do things differently. Um, there's there's no reason why not. Um, just so having just, a go, just isn't just it? Yeah. Do it. Just go and do it and have fun with your dog. Yeah. Um, if you are already competing and you're interested in the PWC, mm-hmm. um, have a look. There's some articles on AgilityNet. There's some older ones on there as well. Get in touch with Linda Croxford. She will be very pleased to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um and get the application form, get that off to your doctor, and, um, yeah, get the ball rolling. Oh, yeah, because you've got to get signed off, haven't you, to make sure you're eligible. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the next next question. What's your best piece of advice for paragility handlers? So if they're already paragility handlers and they want to do Imkapurka, obviously there's a lot to take into consideration before applying for that kind of event, but... Yeah, there is loads. And like I say, Portugal next year, for me, it's, it's I think, a 3,000-mile round trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that even, you know, I travel up and down the country and um, teaching and competing and, and whatnot anyway. I do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even for me, I'm go- kind of going, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's a long <laughs> maybe, way. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes it's a sense. really long way. If I could fly, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I no. might just see if somebody else will take my dogs and I'll jump on the yeah. plane. Yeah, um, if we could just have our dogs yeah. on our laps on the plane, that would be ideal, please. Yeah. If that could yeah. be a Can new you imagine way to me with Gambler and a Malinois <laughs> yeah. on the plane? <laughs> I think they'd need their own seats. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would. Seven would sit in it perfectly. Gambler yeah. would just be like. <laughs> Gambler would be like, yeah, no, this isn't nightmare. happening. <laughs> sit still for the whole thing. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Bless um, but yeah, just, um, yeah, if, you, if you're interested, just. Find out, find out all the details. Do be realistic um, yeah. with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know whether I was, I was a little bit stubborn this year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, I knew exactly what to expect. I'd done the tournament twice before. Yeah, that's true. I know it's long days. It's uncomfortable hours. It's a lot of travelling. Yeah. It's exhaustion. It's mm-hmm. tears of every Emotion. single kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew all of that and I knew exactly what to expect. I knew roughly yeah. what the courses would be like. But the first um, time is a lot. <laughs> but and, it, and Yeah, so I think I was a little bit stubborn this time in believing I could go physically. Um, yes. Yeah. And in hindsight, another week or two for recovery would have been nicer. Yeah, that would have been um, nice. But I was also mad at myself for putting myself in that position and I was disappointed with myself because I couldn't give my best. And I think... Um, in hindsight, that's probably really important for people just to seriously think, you know, yeah. can you physically and mentally do this? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's okay if you can't. Like, it's a big thing. Oh, yeah, um, There absolutely. will be a time when it's in France or um, somewhere closer. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, maybe but, in the UK again. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I don't think it will come back for a few years. No, I think yeah. there's a few countries to <laughs> too, go too yet. Too recent, um, yeah. Yeah, and there was a few obviously missed out with COVID. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. But, um, but yeah, just just be realistic with your expectations um, and your own abilities. Mm. And then there'll, there'll be no um, no cause for disappointment or anger or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, no, that's and great advice. So when, once you've been realistic with yourself, just go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just... Just go do it. Yeah. Get your head right and then just do it. And then do <laughs> Get it. Get on with yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure no yeah. one would regret it. No. Uh, well, I certainly haven't. I yeah, certainly haven't. Exactly. Um, I do sometimes think when you start paying for it, because it's all self-funded. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, when the, the costs start coming in, I do always have that yeah. little moment of, oh, my God, why am I doing yeah. this? Um, a lot of you do fundraising, it, though, don't you, for to help, yeah, with that. Like, it shows yeah, and stuff, so little the, sales and... Yeah, we mm. did a cake sale at RBA this yeah. year and, and raised something like, I think it was about 400 and something pounds. Wow. Um, oh, agility yeah, people love cake, so you can't go wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I can't bake for um So I, like, did the till and made things look pretty and <laughs> like, made Important some flapjack and, you know, something safe. <laughs> Louise yeah. McMahon made the most fantastic cakes and there was oh, wow. a few other people yeah. made cakes as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 all of that as well. That goes. I suppose um, that, that helps add to it. the it's sort of fun. team spirit as well. You know, doing yeah. those things leading up to it and makes it yeah, more of a whole yeah. event. Yeah, and the the key thing um, is it is even though you've got the IMCA and the PAWC, um, so if you like the able bodied and the not able bodied, it's one team. Yeah, and that yeah, is, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no denying There's no separation that. Nobody, in that sense. No. Mm. And nobody could say, yeah, but it's not, though, is it? Because it actually is. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> yeah. really, really is. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy to forget which part of the team people are on. Yeah, that's um, it. Because there, there is no divide. Yeah. Plain and simple. And you and can that's, compete. That's lovely. If you want to, you can do IMCA, can't you? Even if you yeah, qualify so for Porco, you just can't do both. You can't do both. Yeah, yeah you can't do both. Um and I'm not sure how the organisers would view it um, if I decided that next year I was going to try out for IMCA. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether Porca. they'd welcome me back into PAWC. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but you definitely can. Yeah. Um, you know, Maybe not like swap between here, the two, but <laughs> you can decide yeah. which one you want to go in as. Yeah, it's like if you're a power handler, you're a power handler here. There is no classification. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you want to run in champ, you go and run in champ. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's how that yeah, works. Yeah, um, You run in grade two, you run in grade two. Yeah, that's, makes sense. Um, so, yeah, there is no, there's absolutely no divide on the team, which is yeah. lovely. It is amazing. Well, that is all of the questions. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. So that was my conversation with Sarah, all about the world of Paragility and the Imca Porca event. I really enjoyed that. That was super fun. I got on with Sarah so well and we always have such a giggle. That was a really funny episode, probably one of my funniest episodes to date. We had a right laugh and I really hope you found that useful. If there's any power handlers watching or you know of any power handlers, um, then, you know, send them to this, send them to this, send this to them. Um, because I think that's really useful information. There's not a ton of information out there about power agility, to be honest. Um, I know before I I tried out for Imca Porca, not realising that there was powers involved. Um, I just thought, oh, it's another international event. 
but since I've learned so much about paragility and you know I didn't know it was a thing and now I do so I bet a lot of people still don't know it's a thing and it's a recognized organization so yeah if you know someone who may be interested in doing agility and they're a power handler or competing in agility and they're already doing agility uh, with their dog then yeah send this to them I think they could learn a lot but I hope that really helped introduce everyone to the world of power agility and make you all more aware of it and also anyone that would like to try out for Imca Porca, I can say, as I've said to Sarah myself, as well as Sarah said in the episode, it is an amazing event, unlike any other. So I'd really recommend going for that or at least looking into it and just take everything she said into consideration. But yeah, I love Sarah. I love her dogs. Gambler and Seven are so cool. Her retired dog was so cool as well. And yeah, I just really enjoyed that. It was super fun. And with that, Without further ado, you already know the drill. Please follow me on all of the socials to keep up to date with everything going on in my chaotic life. I'll put those here on the YouTube video and down below in the description on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I always get that mixed up nearly. Um, remember to use my Huel link. Uh, go back to the ad at the start of this episode if you missed it. That's amazing. You get some discount, um, free t-shirt, all the great things. And just make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would mean the absolute world to me and help to keep this podcast going. I appreciate it so much. Keep sending me your topic ideas for the future podcast episodes, whether that's solo, guest. If you want to come on the podcast, if you have an idea of something we can speak about, just get in touch. I My DMs are always open for any suggestions, um, feedback, constructive criticism I don't mind it stuff like that so keep interacting I'm always on all of those platforms and I love hearing from you guys so with that as per usual I will see you all next Wednesday at 8pm for another episode of the Pause in Pursuit podcast bye guys <laughs>